on today's episode with the offseason news starting to die down a little bit for the Chicago Blackhawks. I figured now would be a perfect time to get into my top 10 prospects list. Starting today with all the players who just missed the cut and have been named honorable mentions. And then to wrap things up, per usual to start off the week will be our Mailbag Monday fan segment. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, July 25th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2. Or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And I got to remind you all quickly that today's episode is sponsored by Bet Online, which is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports in Vegas casino games in 2022. Bet Online, where the game begins. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, please. Be sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast, which will only take a quick couple of seconds. Literally, just a quick click of the button will be helping me out tremendously. Be sure to go and rate the show with five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, feel free to go and leave me a review. I always greatly appreciate getting some feedback from all my tremendous listeners out there. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already tuning into the video version of today's episode, then you got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode moving forward is going to have a video attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please, please, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. It would be a great help, folks. The numbers have been jumping up here recently. I, I really am thankful for all the support that I've gotten. And for those of you who haven't subscribed yet, be sure to go and do so because it seriously would mean the world to me. Also, be sure to go and smash the like button down below as well and comment as to who you think the Blackhawks' top prospect is in the organization right now. I want to hear this debate, whether you think it's Frank Nazar, Kevin Korchinski, if you still think it's Lucas Reichel, be sure to let me know down below in the comment section. And last, go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications, and that way you will be notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your week. I hope everybody had a lovely weekend. I know I did out in South Carolina. As you all can see, though, I'm back in the Chicagoland area, back in the studio after it's been a, a whirlwind of the pa- in the past couple of weeks. I was in Chicago for a few days with the Blackhawks prospect development camp taking place. Uh, then I went out to South Carolina just a few days later. So it's been a lot of moving parts, but it feels good to finally be grounded back in the burbs here uh, and back in my home. And I know all the listeners out there, uh, this is 
the best audio quality in this room. I, I've struggled with that over the past couple of weeks from where I've been staying. It's been a little echoey. So thank you all for bearing with me through that. Uh, also, I wanted to let you all know that I'm I'm just having a temporary mic right now. I know I don't sound the best, but I'm still waiting on a part to come through. I have a really nice microphone set up. I have the Rode mic. I'm just waiting for another piece to come through so that I can hook it up into my laptop and get everything running. So again, for a couple of different things, thank you all for bearing with me. Uh, but happy Monday, as I said. Hope everyone had a lovely weekend. I know it stinks going back to reality on Monday, but we got a fun show on tap here today, folks, because to open things up this morning, I wanted to begin actually with the honorable mentions for my Chicago Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. And, you know, with Blackhawks prospect development camp having wrapped up now um, just over a week and a half ago, uh, it was fun to see all the prospects in action, a lot of them for the first time, because this was, you know, the first time the Blackhawks were able to hold this camp since way back in 2019 due to COVID-19. So it was really fun to see a lot of the high-end prospects for the Blackhawks in action and taking part in drills and scrimmages. Also fun to see a lot of the Blackhawks beat writers and media folks as well. Um, and with, you know, the off-season news, I really do believe it's going to, it's really going to start slowing down. Uh, I thought that was going to happen last week, but of course, all the news came out about Eddie Olchek's departure. But uh, with the Blackhawks seemingly pretty much done in the free agent market, I think that's pretty safe to say at this point. Um, I, I do think things are, are really about to slow down. And by the way, I want to let you all know that starting next week, the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast will be going down to three episodes a week because there, there's just not going to be as much news. Some weeks I'll still be posting four, heck, maybe even five episodes, but I definitely wanted to give you all a heads up that, it, you know, it's, it's for the most part going to be the dead point of the offseason. So dropping down to three episodes starting next week, which is going to be a little bit of a nice break because I've been on five episodes a week since all the way back in uh, early October. So a much needed break for yours truly coming up here. but. Uh, we got some fun stuff to to get into, even when it goes down to three episodes. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like now is a good time to kind of start getting into my yearly, bi yearly, I would say Blackhawks top ten prospects list. I think the last time I did this was um, maybe I do it three times a year. Yeah, I actually think I do because I did it at the end of the regular season last year, and I believe I did it at the midway point. So. Um, I'll probably do another one again right around, yeah, like the All-Star break or um, sometime probably in January or February will be my next list. But uh, like I said, with this being kind of the dead part of the summer, I feel like now is a pretty good time to start getting into the list. Uh, but on today's show, I'm not going to be getting into any of my actual top 10. What I usually do for those of you uh, newer listeners, the longtime listeners will probably know this, but I also like to start with my honorable mentions here, especially this year where um, the Blackhawks obviously had 11 selections in the 2022 NHL draft. And since Kyle Davidson has taken over, they're really focused on building out that prospect pool. It's been really thin over the past couple of years. So it's kind of refreshing to have a lot of names on the honorable mentions list. This could basically be a top 20 as well, but I like sticking it down to uh, top 10, and then just adding these guys is honorable mention. So uh, these are the players who were just on the outside of the cut. 
Uh, as I start to go through more and more names, the further and further away they are going to be from cracking the top 10. Uh, so starting things off, the number one player in my honorable mentions, if I had a number 11, it would be this guy. I'm going with Sam Renzel, of course, the third first round pick that the Blackhawks had in the 2022 NHL draft. They made a deal with the Toronto Maple Leafs to take on Peter Morazic's contract in order to get back into the first round. I know there's a lot of debate going around about that deal and the Blackhawks letting Kyle Dubas get off easy and not taxing him enough to get uh, to move that type of contract that Peter Morazic had, regardless of how you feel about it. Sam Renzel is someone who I personally am really excited about. And in a couple of years here, he certainly could be a player that finds himself, you know, in the top five of this list. The reason why I have him as an honorable mention really is because he's still kind of a question mark at this point of his development process. He's one of, was one of the younger players in the 2022 draft, just finished his junior year of high school in Minnesota. Um, got a little bit of action with the Waterloo Blackhawks of the USHL towards the end of last year, but he just doesn't have a lot of experience against higher end competition. And also, you know, this kid's basically just about to be a senior in high school. You don't really know what he's going to be. And it's going to be a few years until we get a better idea of exactly how he's going to pan out. So before that happens, it is still a little bit hard to project what type of player Sam Renzel is going to be. And that's why I left him in the honorable mentions list here. But like I said, he's one of those guys that has the room to grow and be near the top in just a couple of years because he has a lot of the raw tools that you want to see from a project. He's a big six foot four right-handed shot who can skate very well. You don't see a lot of that in the modern day NHL. Six foot four can skate like a deer. That's probably his best asset, honestly. Has confidence when the puck is on his stick and can make things happen in the offensive zone. A lot of the raw tools Sam Renzel already possesses. It's just about seeing how he can use those to his advantage against better competition and how he develops in the coming years. So uh, he's still a little bit of a project. Like I said, he's going back to the Waterloo Blackhawks of the USHL this year and then will join on with the Minnesota Golden Gophers for the 2023-2024 season. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit until we see Sam Renzel turn pro. It could be, you know, three, four, maybe even five years away. Um, but I'm very excited about this kid. He has a really good makeup. And if all goes well, he has the potential to be, you know, a, a top pairing or second pairing right-handed defenseman that can make a difference in all areas on the ice. The next player I had on my honorable mentions list, he actually checked in at number seven following the conclusion of the regular season. I think I made this list back in May. Uh, got bumped down a little bit because of what the Blackhawks did in the 2022 NHL draft, but I'm still very excited about his future. And that's Colton Dock, of course, the brother of Kirby, who was recently traded to the Montreal Canadiens. Sure was a little bit uncomfortable for Colton to come to Chicago for development camp just a couple of days after his brother was traded. Um, but he said all the right things had a positive attitude, uh, and he really, you know, he said that it's his era, it's his time, it's not going to be, you know, he didn't say overshadowed by Kirby, but now it's, you know, his organization, like, he's not going to have the comparisons of being Kirby's younger brother anymore, it's time for him to make his own legacy here with the Blackhawks, and I did like what I saw out of Colton at development camp, he's a big kid, six foot four, already 200 pounds, 
same build as Kirby. I think he does have the potential to be a power forward at the NHL level, maybe a second, third liner. Um, And I think one of his best assets, maybe his best asset is the shot that he has many times throughout the week, ringing shots, bar down, going glove high over the goaltenders. The shot and the power that he has in it is really remarkable. And I think that's something that could really help his offensive game at the next level because the playmaking and the speed, I'm not so sure how that's going to translate with the NHL only getting faster and faster. But I I think you can bank on Colton Doc having a much better shot than his older brother Kirby. And that might be, you know, the best part of his game. He might just be a pure goal scorer uh, in the NHL for the Blackhawks one day. But we'll see how he's going to develop. Uh, He has to go back to Kelowna, I'm pretty sure. Um, Can't go professional and join the Rockford Ice Hogs. So hopefully he has another big season with the Rockets. He was well over a point per game this past year. Uh, And who knows, maybe he can work on that speed and his playmaking abilities. If he's able to do that, then I really think that would help his upside um, because that's probably the biggest knack on Colton right now is whether or not he's going to be able to keep up at the NHL level. Another guy who I have on my honorable mentions up near the top, closer to the top 10, is Ethan Del Mastro, fourth round pick of the Blackhawks in the 2021 NHL draft. Um, Already signed his entry-level contract. Actually, someone I was um, fortunate enough to interview here on Lockdown Blackhawks before starting last season is the captain of the Mississauga Steelheads, a, a really good kid, said a lot of good things, um, got some good experience as well with Team Canada, um, and he had a big year with Mississauga, and it kind of, I think, caught the Blackhawks by surprise because when they drafted him, they picked him to be a sturdy big shutdown defenseman. I mean, that's still the name of his game. He's a big kid. You could tell he likes to use his size to his advantage in the dirty areas, bangs well along the boards, also has really good poise in the defensive zone. So uh, in in his own zone, I I really think Ethan Del Mastro has the potential to be a very sound defenseman one day. And he also put up really respectable offensive numbers with Mississauga this year and took a stride in that part of his game as well. And that's the part that caught the Blackhawks by surprise. I don't think they even knew that he had, you know, this much offense in his arsenal, not to say that he's going to be a point per game defenseman at the NHL level or anything, but it looks like he's going to be able to contribute in some way, shape or form on the back end. So I'm really excited about Ethan Del Mastro and the physical presence that he provides on the blue line and someone that's kind of slowly creeping up the prospect rankings each and every time that I see him. Um, the more I see him, the more I like this kid. So I do think Ethan Del Mastro as a fourth round pick could have an NHL future one day for the Blackhawks. And that's why he's up near uh, the top of my honorable mentions this, this summer. All right, folks, that's going to take care of Uh, A couple of the higher name honorable mentions that I have on my top 10 prospects list. Coming up in just a moment, I will continue to get into some other names as we move down a little bit. But first, I got to talk to you all about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, folks, as baseball season is finally taken over for the summer. And Bet Online has way more odds and info from game scores, totals, player performance props to where the next or to who the next fired manager is going to be, regardless of what you want to bet on. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022. It's not just baseball. From golf 
esports, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on your favorite sports in Vegas casino games. Bet online where the game begins. All right, we're back here on Locked On Blackhawks podcast. Carrying over from segment one, let's get into a couple more of my, uh, a couple more of the honorable mentions for my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. The next guy I have here is Landon Slager, who's been playing for the University of uh, Notre Dame the past couple of years. Had a little bit of a disappointing sophomore season, I would say, just because uh, his freshman season, he put up really strong offensive numbers and um, wasn't able to produce at the same clip this past season. But I, I do think more so for Slager, it's about the all-around game. The 200-foot game that he plays provides physicality, kind of like sandpaper, hard to play against, not afraid to get up in your face, go to the dirty areas, uh, a good back checker. I, I think the 200-foot game is more so going to be Landon Slager's are uh Landon the, the best part of Landon Slager's game more so than just the offense. So seeing seeing the numbers take a bit of a dip for the fighting Irish this year, that's not the end of the world to me. And at Blackhawks prospect development camp, I thought he had a really strong showing. A big kid knows what to do when the puck puck is on his stick as well, but he's still just as effective without it. And I think he's one of those guys who, you know, maybe a power play two guy, but I feel more confident that if he's going to make the NHL, it's going to be as a penalty killer because of what he's able to do uh, defensively as well. So maybe a, a third liner, best case scenario, second liner, but I feel um, bottom six is a little bit more likely for Landon Slager, but I, I do like the way that he plays. He's got some speed to him as well. A good makeup that the Blackhawks need more of, honestly, throughout their organization. They, they address that a little bit here in this. 2022 draft class, which I think is important because Landon Slager prior to that was one of the few guys that provided that type of game, uh, especially at forward in the Blackhawks prospect pool. Another guy I got is defenseman Jakob Galvis, who a lot of Blackhawks fans clinged on to in a hurry when he came up to the NHL last year, had a couple of different stints, but in each of them, he looked really sharp. And, you know, maybe he doesn't have any skills that are going to wow you or jump off the charts, but a very solid all-around game, good in transition, good first pass, doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes, and is responsible in his own end. We also got to see him on the power play as well, move the puck, and was aggressive with it on his stick. So I, I wouldn't count Jakob Galvis out. I know there are a lot of defensemen in the Blackhawks prospect pool now trying to make that step to the next level. Uh, Jakob Galvis kind of gets forgotten about sometimes, but I, I do think he's one of those value pieces that you could have. Like maybe he's not an everyday NHLer, but a fringe guy that you can trust when he has to jump in the lineup. So I certainly wouldn't count Jakob Galvis out because, uh, one of those guys as well, every time I see him, I get more and more impressed. And I actually remember Blackhawks development camp back in 2019. He was one of the guys that really caught my eye. So it's cool to see him, you know, starting to step on the scene a little bit as he's um trying to crack the NHL level permanently this upcoming season, which is going to be hard for him to do. But um he shocked us before, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the mix once again this upcoming season. 
Another guy I got, another defenseman, Nolan Allen, 2021 first round pick. He's a little bit of a toughie because I didn't think he had a very good showing at Blackhawks prospect development camp, even for the size that he had. And that's like supposed to be one of his biggest assets is his physique and how he's able to use it on the defensive side of things. And I just didn't see a whole lot of plays where he excelled and really thrived and had a good first pass and was able to, you know, skate the puck out of traffic or anything. And the defensive abilities, that's supposedly why the Blackhawks drafted Nolan Allen in the first round. And I just don't see it. Just don't see him. I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't see him. I know it was the last pick in the first round, so essentially a second rounder, but I don't even know if he's going to live up to that hype. I do have my concerns about Nolan Allen, but um, I, to be fair, it wasn't a good showing at development camp, but I thought he did look uh, better when he was around in training camp last fall. So we'll see how the development process goes. He is someone that's a little bit hard to gauge because there's not a lot of offense there. But he knows that. The Blackhawks know that. That's not the reason they drafted him. It's all about what he's able to do in his own zone, how he's able to read plays and get the puck out of harm's way whenever he's on the ice. So we'll see how he works on that. But uh, I definitely wasn't impressed enough by Nolan Allen to put him um, in my top 10 or even near the top of my honorable mentions list. Who do I got next? My phone locked on me. Uh, next, I have Paul Ludwinski, the first second round pick that the Blackhawks had in the 2022 NHL draft. I think he's got some good wheels, good 200-foot game. Didn't really see much offensively at development camp. Um, but I do think, kind of like Landon Slager, he's one of those guys that can make an impact in various different ways. And, um, you know, maybe the offense will come around. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but he can play in all situations, and I think that's why the Blackhawks took him so early. They liked how he was well-rounded, and I feel like his floor is a little bit higher than other players because he's above what he's able to do without the puck on his stick. Another player from the 2022 draft I have in here is um, Samuel Savoie, who <laughs> Blackhawks fans are going to love if he makes the NHL one day. He, I don't think he's ever going to be a gifted offensive player, but he is scrappy. He's physical. He'll get up on you. I mean, he was getting in people's faces at development camp. These are guys who he's going to call teammates one day. Imagine what he's going to do to the opponents. And uh, smile on his face, loves getting under people's skin, kind of like an Andrew Shaw role. So um, if Savoie's able to keep developing his game and uh, keep working on the speed and the other things to crack the NHL level, I think there's always going to be a role for him because of how um, – how scrappy and almost annoying he is out there on the ice. You need those guys, especially come Stanley Cup playoff time, to get guys off of their game. And um, just, you know, we've, we've seen that in the past happen to a lot of big name players. You know, they just have these guys trying to get under their skin. That feels like Sammy Savoie. So uh, I'm excited to see how this kid is, how things are going to go for this kid in the next couple of years. A late round pick, seventh round pick that I have in here, Jalen Lipen from the Edmonton Oil Kings. Um, had a really strong season with them, a dominant Oil Kings team, um, and put up some really respectable offensive numbers. He's got some good skating. He's got good skating ability as well. My only concern is the size. Lipen is a very small kid, um, but I think, you know, he's worth it's worth giving him a contract to see what he has, especially. I know the Blackhawks addressed this in this year's draft, but still kind of a thin forward prospect pool. So 
I think Jalen Lipen is someone the Blackhawks fans shouldn't be get shouldn't forget about. And as a seventh round pick, there could be something there. I've definitely seen worse seventh round picks in my days. Uh, the last honorable mention that I have, Blackhawks fans, is Michael Tepley, someone who has found his way on my prospects list ever since the Hawks drafted him back in 2019. Uh, had a really good second half of the season down with the Rockford Ice Hogs. It was literally a tale of two halves for Michael Tepley. He was dog water in the first half and was getting scratched. And then in the second, he finds himself on the top line with Lucas Reichel and Andre Altibarmakian, and they're absolutely thriving. Uh, that's the Michael Tepley that I've been seeing throughout the years, was the Tepley that showed up in the second half for Rockford. And I do think he has potential, especially for a fourth-round pick, a good later-round snag by the Blackhawks. I like Michael Tepley's game, and I think he's going to get another good opportunity to showcase his stuff down with the Rockford Icehawks once again this season. All right, folks, I think that takes care of all the honorable mentions I had for my Chicago Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. Coming up in just a minute, I still have to get into our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman, getting into segment three now, as always, to start off the week. I got to pull up questions real quick because I wasn't prepared. But as always, to start off the week, it's time for our Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. The first question I wanted to answer today, it's going to be a bit of a lengthy answer, because the question was from J18 Hawk fan who asked, based on the current Hawks roster, what do you project the opening night four forward lines and three defensive pairings are going to be? I actually talked about this, I think on a show last week, I had a way too early depth chart for the Blackhawks, but I'll get into it once again. I'm not going to talk about it too much because I already, um, already gave a whole segment to this not that long ago, but um, for the Blackhawks, I think the top line, my top line that I had, I think you got to pair Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane together now. I mean, who else is going to be the top center? Um, so I had Andreas Athanasiu, Jonathan Taves, and Patrick Kane as my top line. Uh, the second line I had Max Domi, Tyler Johnson, and Taylor Radish. The third line I had Colin Blackwell. Sam Lafferty and Philip Kershev. That was my third line. Also, this is um these lines are under are with the impression that Lucas Reichel is going to begin the year with the Rockford Ice Hogs. Unless he wows at training camp and gives the Blackhawks coaching staff absolutely no choice. I do think he's going to begin in Rockford. There's obviously no rush in the pipelines right now. The Blackhawks are going to be very patient with some of, with their higher end prospects. So for that reason, unless Reichel wows, I do think he's going to begin with the Ice Hogs. So that's why I don't have him here in the opening night lines. Um, but yeah, third line, I have Colin Blackwell, Sam Lafferty, and Philip Kershev. And then the fourth line, I think, could be interesting. We could see um, Boris Kachuk, Reese Johnson, and Mackenzie Entwistle, like we saw for a lot of the second half of the season down the stretch. Uh, but there's a couple other guys in there that that you can't forget about as well. Um, Mike Hardman is someone who's going to be pushing for an NHL roster spot. We also could see uh, Josiah Slavin. He got some NHL time last year. Um, Michael Tepley is someone who's going to be knocking on the door. 
Dylan Sakura, who the Blackhawks brought back again, uh, will probably be a fringe guy. So uh, those are, are probably the players who are going to be fighting for those last couple of roster spots. Um, I think, you know, with the Blackhawks focusing on the youth, I wouldn't be surprised to see Kachuk, Kachuk, Reese Johnson, and Entwistle, excuse me, begin as the fourth line. They all got extensions, and I think there was a reason for that. I think um, that the Blackhawks would like to keep those players together and could potentially be the fourth line of the future for this organization. But uh, yeah, if if that's not it, I would I could see Dylan Sakura pushing for a roster spot. Although I don't know how much the Blackhawks would rather give him a, him a a. a a place in the lineup over some young players. So maybe Michael Tepley, uh, Josiah Slavin is someone who could be pushing Yakupur and Evan Barrett as well. Those are guys who are kind of on the outside looking in, in terms of the forward lines uh, for next season on defense for the Blackhawks. I think this is a little bit more set in stone. Um, top pairing. I think we could see Jake McCabe and Seth Jones. Once again, on the second pairing, we're going to see Connor Murphy there. It's going to be interesting to see who, He's going to be paired with whether it's going to be uh, Caleb Jones or, or Riley Stillman. I think both those two players are locks to make the NHL roster. And those those five defensemen, I think, are assuming they're all healthy, are locks to be in the lineup opening night for the Blackhawks when they take on the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche, which should be a whole lot of fun. Um, the the real question mark for the Blackhawks defense is who's going to be in that sixth and final spot? Is it going to be Ian Mitchell? Is it going to be Alex Vlasic? Is it going to be Alec Regula? I think those are the top three candidates uh, to round out the defense for the Blackhawks. And among those three, it's it's going to be interesting to watch them during training camp because they're all going to be fighting for the same job. And if I had to give an edge to one guy right now, I'd probably go with Ian Mitchell because the Blackhawks um, could use another right-handed defenseman back there. Uh, so I think Mitchell could have a leg up because of that, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Regula stay in that mix, another right-handed defenseman too. And Alex Vlasic, you know, I think he impressed the most out of all of those three. I know Mitchell didn't really get much NHL action last year, but I thought Vlasic was the most impressive of any of those three. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him crack the opening night roster as well. But I think that's kind of the biggest question for the Blackhawks in training camp is which young defenseman is going to get that final spot on the third defensive pairing. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Monday, July 25th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks right now, wherever you get your podcasts, and go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news and updates regarding the NHL offseason. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2. Or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show or to the Blackhawks, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You could also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you could call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again. 
for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.